Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Roundtable Podcast with Miles, Joe, and Zach. You can find us on Twitter at PodRoundtable. Feel free to DM us with any content ideas or anything of the like. Hope you guys enjoy. Hello, welcome into another episode of the Roundtable Podcast. This is Joe here. We got a we got a nice little treat for you all tonight. We got a recording on Wednesday night, and we got a full house. Plus, have our resident fantasy football expert, Mike Cardello, more known as Dello. So, Dello, how's it going? Going good, man. I mean, I'm amped to talk about football per usual. Nothing. It's been a pretty interesting quarter way through the NFL season. I think there's a lot of things that we can definitely talk about, but I'm oh, Amp. Thanks for having me. Let's just let's just rip this. Oh yeah, let's get right in. And like I said, full house. Zach and Miles are here too. We're uh we, middle of the week, recording remote this time. So if there's any hiccups on the uh, editing afterwards, you'll hear it. But we're not in the studio this week. So, alrighty, we're gonna start with some re- just reviewing week four and kind of overall touching. I know we did this last episode. Me, Zach, and Miles kind of overall impressions of NFL teams but obviously Delos here we want to get his takes on this so week four any games that stuck out to you and then obviously just like any teams in general you're like holy crap did not expect them to play well or wow what is going on with this team for me I was so like I play a lot of daily fantasy and I try and play really different from the field and I've been watching the Dallas Cowboys and really have been targeting those games and I was like I really like OBJ this week and I really liked OBJ and that worked out well for me. That was probably the one thing I nailed all week. I had a pretty terrible week, but besides that, I think that was the game environment that I loved the most. Um, I am shocked at how bad the Cowboys defense is. It is terrible. Like the team is giving up their secondary is one of the worst secondaries in football. Um, Their linebacking core is just atrocious. And do you know what the worst part is? They're probably going to win the NFC East, too. They're the most talented team out there. But their offense is, I think that's one of the one of the best offense. I call it the NFC Chiefs. Like, that team is unbelievable. Like, that, like their, their roster is insane, man. Like, CeeDee Lamb looks great. I love Amari Cooper. I mean, I always love Amari Cooper, even though he's, like, got the Julio fever, can't score touchdowns, but... Like there's so many targets. Dude, it's absurd. Like he's he's averaging he's projected to get like sixteen hundred yards, four scores this year or something like that through four games. And it's like, yeah, it makes sense. Like the dudes, but he's been super consistent. And then Michael Gallup hasn't hit yet. I mean, that's a guy that people should be relaxed on. He's gonna he's gonna have a good year. And then like I just had someone in one of my leagues drop Michael Gallup outright. Wow. Dude, I would go number one waiver priority. You know I'm scooping. I would him. scoop him and I wouldn't even think about it. That's the best thing ever. That's that that feels so good. You're getting a guy that like was drafted in like the sixth round for like literally free. Um for nothing. Yeah. I I I know that we've talked on the show. Like I i I love Kellen Moore and what that offensive system does. Like they are just they're just he's just a fantastic offensive coach. So they just like they're so fast paced too. Like Kellen Moore wants to run as many plays as possible too, which is just such a fantasy friendly and a such an offensive friendly environment. Like 
you see that with like the Cardinals as well. Like they're literally the car, like they're, they're having like that mindset of running plays, playing fast in a neutral game in any game script, really. So it's really great. Um, but I, I love, I love watching the Cowboys play. And I, I was impressed that the Browns actually did as well as they did with Nick Chubb getting hurt. Um, so that's just where I was at on the whole. That was the first thing that I thought of week four and just like the Browns putting up as many points as they had with Baker Mayfield. How many passing yards did he have? Something like Oh, it was it was like one sixty something. Yeah, I, I thought it was like one eighty. Hang on. I want to get the actual number, but it's like actually absurd. And it's like, how do they figure it out? One sixty five, you're right, dude. Like how? Yeah. So I started I started him against that defense, knowing that he was gonna get touchdowns and was disappointed they ran the ball so well. Yeah. One of my more surprising teams look at how bad it went was um, the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I expected it to be a close game, but that was with Newton. And so <laughs> I I suppose that um, Newton doesn't affect the defense, and that's where the Patriots' strong suit is. But you got you to gotta go into that game, and, and you look, and it's like the, the Patriots might have won by two scores if, if Cam Newton plays. I mean, they lost at least six points, probably two touchdowns, um, with Hoyer not knowing how to play quarterback. And... Mahomes did not look good all night. He should have had two picks, maybe three, depending if you count that that uh, in the grass was a fumble or as a pick. Um, but the Chiefs didn't look great. I don't think there's um, any reason to overreact about that. I just think that speaks more to maybe how good the Patriots really are, which I talked about last Sunday. Um, I said they're absolutely a, a contender for the AFC Championship game, and I still think that holds, and it's even maybe more exemplified now than it was then. Um, but I thought they looked good. I thought Damian Harris looked good. If he starts getting more carries, I'd look for maybe him as, like, a low-end running back option. Like, if you need, like, a, a quick pinch. Because, I mean, he had, what, over 100 yards? Um, and you can probably, yeah, on the you dot. Can probably fi- expect him to find the end zone eventually sometime, too, if they if they start going big on goal line. So, um, and I've had I've had high hopes for Damon Harris since he came out of Alabama. So, him him playing well in his first his first real attempt was um, was very encouraging. Um, I don't know what it means for Sony Michelle and the rest of them. I think it'll probably still be running back by committee, but if he starts to pull away, then I'd look to maybe take him as a as a running back option. Yeah, I agree with you a thousand percent on Damian Harris. Like Damian Harris was a guy I, I dropped best balls all off season. Like I'm and I play I've played about a hundred best balls and I was big into Damian Harris all off season. Um so he was everything I really thought. Uh so I, I'm with you on that. Everything you just said, I'm so with you. I think the, I think the pat like the Pats. I think it just shows how good of an organization it is. This is the best organization in football by far. Like this year just exemplifies it, and it's not even close. Like I sit here, I, I'm a Bengals fan. It's terrible to watch. Like I I talked about, I watched I watched the worst organization in professional sports, not not just in football, professional sports. And boy oh boy, and then I watch the Pats, and I'm like, this is the best professional organization, and probably in all of sports. So I'm like. Oh boy, it's tough to watch every week, and then I just get bombarded on Twitter. Like, dude, your team sucks, and I'm like, thanks, thanks for that. No, I know. At least the Bengals' offense has some upside going right now. T. Higgins looks really good, and um, <clears throat> what's it called? I mean, obviously, Joe. Yeah, Joe Burrow looks freaking awesome for like the first couple of games, at least. Um, but I don't know, team Tampa Bay was. Um, I thought they did pretty good, and I think Tom Brady was uh finally came out of his shell a little bit and was. The, the old Tom Brady, you know, coming out with uh, the 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 pick six was a little scary, obviously. Yeah. 
that's what four he's thrown a pick in the last four games, I think. In the last four games, even dating back to obviously Tennessee, where Logan Ryan sadly ended his Patriots career and you know picked the ball off, and that was probably one of the saddest endings that I think any Patriots fan could have seen. But um, besides that, <clears throat> I think their offense is looking are uh, pretty good. Um, I mean, Mike Evans is kind. Of, yeah, I mean, he obviously what did he hurt his foot? I think early in the game or his foot? Yeah, his hamstring. Um, yeah, I think I think when they're all healthy and they actually are like able to play fully healthy together with between Godwin, I mean OJ Howard going down really hurts them a lot because I mean he was obviously pretty productive part of that offense and especially like what do you have a touchdown to I think right before he got hurt on the drive or two before, but and yeah Gronk oh god that that is a that's one thing it's kind of sad watching him out there it is really sad watching Gronk out there because he is just not even close. To the the player that he was, he's he's like never looked good running, <laughs> and like it's so much worse now. He looks awkward. I know he's, he was always he was always awkward and and gum, gumpy, kind of like gumby looking. Um, he he runs with these long strides and these weird hand movements, but he looks so bad now. Um, which hurts me to say because I loved Gronk on the Patriots, obviously, but um, that OG Howard injury could be a big deal if. I mean, sure, they still have Cameron Braid, so they have uh, options at tight end, and maybe this forces them to incorporate Gronk more to the offense, and through some stroke of luck, maybe Gronk gets going with more targets, etc. But um, I think O.J. Howard's still the number one option uh, at tight end there, and him going down is not going to be great for that offense, uh, especially without Chris Godwin still not being able to play. So, but I think they're all healthy and they're fine. I would I would imagine it looks different, um, but I, I still have them making the NFC Championship game. We talked about this last Sunday. Um but I'm I'm high on them still. I really think that offense is gonna click at some time, and and Brady will pull some shit out of his ass or something. But, um, yeah, I, the OJ Howard injury does not does not bode well for them. Yeah, Dello, I'm fascinated to hear your takes on the Bucks. Um, I don't think they've clicked yet. I think the Bucks are one of the best teams in football, and that's a hot take. Um, I think their defense is absurdly good. Um, and it wasn't shown last week. Let me just say that. Um, I think their defense is really is a strong defense, but I don't know. Brady looks he looks good enough to win. Good enough to win. I think the last that's three like years. I think. Three yeah. Years. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's gonna come out in this NFC side. I thought the NFC was gonna be a lot tougher, and I don't know, like watching like the 49ers kind of decline before our eyes, like like Vegas. They don't look like the same team I thought. Like you see like some of the teams, the Cowboys we talked about, but the Cowboys would be a lot better. Cowboys don't look that great on the defensive end of the ball. Offensive side, like we're not talking. That's a different kind of a conversation. Mm-hmm. But um, the Eagles don't look great. The only team that really like is the team that we thought they were was the Seahawks. I think the Rams actually look good too um, from what I've seen. Uh, I think the Rams are pretty good. Um, they run the ball well. They control the pace. The defense is all right. I think Goff looks a little bit better this year. It's a little bit tough to tell through four games. Um, but I think the AFC is actually a little bit stronger this year, which is like, yeah, I, this is the first time you can say that in the last, oh, God, like 10 years. Yeah. I, and I, I haven't even actually said, uh, I actually think Green Bay actually looks really good too. Green Bay looks like one of the better teams in football too. Yo, was um, that your pick to go to the- Rogers is on his like, 
you drafted a quarterback revenge tour. We saw Holy it with Brady, shit. and now Rodgers is like, I'm lighting the world on fire. It's cr- Joe, wasn't that your NFC Championship game pick? Yeah. Yeah, there it is. So so jumping back to that uh, Tampa Bay game, I just want to do my like two and a half, three game victory. I think, no, two game, three game, three game victory lap on Justin Herbert already. See, I won't. Uh, this is the one thing I will say oh. on Justin Herbert, though. I think he has played exceptionally well, especially for being almost thrown in the fire into that. Yeah. And especially his first game was the Chiefs game, right? Yep. I think so. Yeah. I mean, and as impressive as he looked, I think he still shows a little bit. Obviously, I know he is a rookie and all, but I pump the brakes. Yeah, pump the brakes just <laughs> a little bit because I like him too. But he's an or we, all I'm all I'm saying. He's an Oregon quarterback. That's the one thing. He, he's just the the Oregon quarterback. The whole like he looks very thing around that. It's just I don't know. Sketchy, sketchy is all I have to say. It's a little sus. All I'm saying is, I've got the receipts. <laughs> I had him as the second best quarterback in this draft class. He did. He was. Um, that was my hot I mean, take. Was, hot take was Herbert over yeah, our, Tua. I mean our our draft episode. You were up and down about Herbert. So. I even I texted you I texted you last week didn't I or did I shout you out was it I forget what I did something but I gave you credit for because it, it was I mean you were all on him for the entirety of the spring and into the summer and here oh, we yeah. are and he actually looks damn good enough 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 to maybe really think that he could take it away from Tyrod Taylor the uh, Tyrod Taylor the starting job not that T-Mobile is um amazing but he's still an established air quotes um starting quarterback so for Herbert to come out and look good enough to be like all right you might have to go to him even when. Taylor comes back from his injury. Um, I think it says a lot about how how well he's played to this point. Well, the thing with Herbert was always he was oozing the most talent out of anybody in that draft class for court, the quarterback position. Like ridiculously strong arm, throws it on a rope, can make all the throws when he has the when he like makes the right read to make that throw. And that was really the only issue was like the tape at college was like all right like you should really be floating this here or you need to get to this read quicker. And I said this last week, like I just don't think Oregon develops quarterbacks well and like give them an NFL coach that's going to take the time to develop him. And it's just like a whole different ball game on what he's going to be able to do. So yeah, three game victory lap. Let's go. I like it. Congratulations to Joey. That's a, that's a good one. I I wouldn't have said that by the way. Like I, I, especially in a COVID off season too. No training camp. You don't really get to practice. It's tough. As a rookie quarterback, especially coming into the NFL, that's a tough adjustment. The kid's been balling. The kid's been balling. Like, let's call it what it is. Like, yeah. Let's call a spade a spade. The kid looks great. So, okay. That throw that throw he threw on, um, I think it was his first touchdown, the deep one that was on, like, the knife mm-hmm. route, like, diagonal yeah. across the field, and he got popped after, yeah. like, that was an absolute dime. Dude, you love guys that stand in the pocket, throw a big throw, and they're rookies, and they throw it on a rope. And they, it just shows you got guts. It just shows that you're there. Like, I'm here to play. Like, let's fucking go. Moxie. I love that. Yeah. And I that's, love I mean, that, man. He's got moxie. That's sometimes, moxie. What you, that's sometimes what you're worried about with Mariota coming out of, of their Oregon is like, was he maybe a little soft, all that kind of stuff, but Herbert's showing none of that. Like you just said, like he's, he's sitting there getting taken licks early on and dropping dimes. So that's... That's really good to see, but similar to another, I this is my transition to this because I actually wanted to bring this up. Um, another quarterback with a big arm, Nick Foles. How do you guys feel about the Bears and how Nick Foles is taking over for Trubisky? I want to hear you guys' opinions on that, if there's any. I mean, the Bears aren't a a, a must must watch, so I don't know. <laughs> well, I think I mean I'm sure Della will probably echo this, but I mean I think it it bodes well for 
Allen Robinson oh, yeah. and David Montgomery owners. Like I think Trubisky's so inaccurate and just like has not been the same since that like one relevant year he had. Um, I just think that like you're better off with like Allen Robinson's just going to get more targets that are going to be accurate and catchable. Same with I think that keeps the offense honest. It, David Montgomery's going to have more room to operate. He gets a decent amount of targets too. So like I think just improved quarterback play will be better. And I think that Foles probably for Montgomery specifically will probably check down to him more often, which is good for if you're a David Montgomery owner. I completely agree. I think it helps out for Allen Robinson. So like immensely, it's disgusting. Um, in fantasy, if people are really trying to get a guy, I think Allen Robinson's now in that contention of being a top. He's on that fringe of a top 10 wide receiver now in fantasy for the rest of the year. Um, I think it's that big of an upgrade. Um, not that I'm, I think people forget Nick Foles had one of the most efficient years in, in fantasy football. Again, this is almost like a decade ago, but with the Eagles, like, like I still remember that that guy won me so much money that year. I love him for like eternity. Like I am blessed up and like, but I think that it really speaks to how terrible Mitchell Trubisky is too. Like, I think he's a bad player. Also, uh, you said David Montgomery and Allen Robinson. Let's not forget about Anthony Miller. Anthony Miller is a good ball player, too. Let's not forget about him. So put some respect on my man, Anthony Miller's name. Uh, he's a good player. He's a good He's a good football player. Yeah, he's one of those guys I feel like has always been to- like talented, injury problems, quarterback play, and just hasn't really panned out fantasy-wise. Yeah, let's not uh, forget about the eight tight ends that they also have rostered on the team. <laughs> All those contributors. I was going to say that while I'm from like a fantasy perspective, um, Allen Robinson definitely gets a boost. As a Patriots fan, I'm sad because I thought there was a real chance he would get traded out of Chicago. Also, shout out to Cordero Patterson, by the way. The god. Like, the go of running. He's a running back, not a wide receiver. I just want to make that. I guess we got to make that quick shout out fast. Third most efficient running back of all time with a minimum of 100 carries. Anyway, just throwing that out there. So to make... You're here for the stats and the knowledge, yeah, folks. Yeah, no, we have to make that clear. Cordero Patterson, maybe, to the moon. <laughs> to, to the, the moon. moon. All right. Do we have any other uh, any other games, any other teams we want to review before we jump into some other stuff? Definitely wanted to talk about one other team. I think one team that All needs right. to be talked about is the Buffalo Bills, by the way, and Josh Allen. Oh, yeah. How did we, how did we not? I, I, that's my first thing that I wrote down. Um, and I think it's insane if you look at – uh, Josh Allen and how he's been operating. He's been running three wide receiver sets um, specifically with the Buffalo Bills this year, and he has a 70% completion percentage. Now, some people will say, like, attribute it to, like, year-over-year improvement. I just think that McDermott has finally found the solution in just getting an actual stud wide receiver, like, digs out there for him to actually throw to, and having John Brown and then having Cole Beasley consistently line up for them um i think that the buffalo bills are going to be a very very good team and i think josh allen is going to be in the mvp candidate conversation for the entire year um and i think now that i think i think right now he's got to be your runner-up no right behind he might Russ. be he might be number he might be number one for me too honestly i'm not even kidding yeah. he looks that good he looks absurdly good and if he's not number one he's number two behind russ i mean you can put whoever russ played all right against miami yeah, like that's fine. Like, but I mean, like it's Russ. Like, like how like 
how like bad can he really be? Like he's unbelievable still. Like he's like one of the best. He's like yeah. one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen. So, um, but I I mean like I think Josh Allen is that guy. I I think he's legit. I think he's gonna be a guy now to play, and he's another guy that like just he he takes licks. He just and he makes plays, dude. The guy is a ball player. Yeah, he like, is. You, you, Smashes all the buttons. But dude, he literally is like. He he runs through people. He makes every play. Like he makes those terrible overthrows too. That still happen. Yes, like that's gonna happen with him. Like that's just how he is. But you take the good. You take the good with the bad. And this year, you 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 gotta take the good. And that pains me to say. I agree with you 100. percent But that pains me to say because I'm a huge Josh Allen hater. Um, and that's well established. But he's playing really well this year. And Buffalo is. I had them winning the division anyway, but I had them barely winning it because I thought Josh Allen would be atrocious. But if he's going to play like a good quarterback, then Buffalo's like a real, real problem in the in the AFC, let alone the AFC East. Because, yeah. I mean, their defense is still really good. They still have a top corner in Trey White. And now they have a, one of the better quarterbacks in Josh Allen if he plays like this for the rest of the year. I just want to say, too, real quick about the Josh Allen thing. Um, even besides the fact that, you know, he may be number one or number two in the MVP voting at the quarter mark, uh, would you guys say he's a top five quarterback throughout the entire league now? Or is he more in the top 10, top 15 still? He hasn't really broken that top five echelon. Um, I think he's... Are we talking fantasy or are we talking really? like just you want a quarterback to play for your I'm team? I'm talking either... Honestly, both... Honestly, I mean, I'm talking fantasy. I mean, fantasy, yes. I would say right now he's obviously in the top five... Uh, at least talks right now with putting up, I think, 25 points plus in each of his four games. But, I mean, I think just in general, as an NFL standpoint and just throughout the league, if you're looking at it, whether you want to be a GM trying to start a, a team or whatever it may be, just in general, if you guys think he's a top five right now, whether it be through Aaron Rodgers, Russ, Josh Allen, Lamar, Pat Mahomes, it, I I just because I don't think he's a top five. I think yes, in the MVP votings and all that stuff, I agree he's probably top three, or if not at the end of the year, he'll be in the top three for voting. But I just I don't know because I'm kind of the same way with Zach. I guess not as much as a hater as him. Definitely Zach, not as Zach much as a hater because I have a lot of respect for Josh Allen. Looks great in Love shorts, him. throws the long ball. Chicks dig the long ball, so you know it's kind of one of those things. But like. I don't know. I just, yeah. What do you guys think? Top five or he's just. He's right around probably like five. Seven for me. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, that makes that. <laughs> that sounds right. All right. I like that. Yeah. Like, like for that. fantasy, like though, that. he's in the top five. Like, he's four. Um, and I have three. I have three guys ahead of him. Lamar. 100%. I still have Lamar, even though the season hasn't too panned out as well. I still have Mahomes. Still going to take him. Season hasn't looked great. And I have Dak. I think Dak's. I, I had Dak ranked there too, and Dak had for fantasy has been nothing short of fantastic. And I think all these game scripts with uh, their negative defense correlating against them, and these all these shootout game scripts they're gonna be in for fantasy. I think he's there, but real life standpoint, probably like seven or eight right now. We'll see at the end of the year. Could change. Yeah, because like you look at it, it's like I'm not gonna pick him over Mahomes, Russ, Deshaun, Ooh. even Lamar, like. Like, I don't know if I'd put him over any of those guys per se. I think it's close. Um, like, Rodgers, I think I still would rather have if I was, like, w playing a game to win, like, not, like, fantasy-wise. So, like, it's close. I think he's right around the bubble of 5-6. What about Brady? What do you think about Brady? 
what is he using? Yeah, yeah I think he right does now? more for a team over Brady right now, and it hates it pains me to say that. Like I think I just lost a part of my soul. I think it just flew away. Um, <laughs> but like, but like I think I, I think he just does more. Like I think he's gonna be able to hit more throws down the field. I think his ability to run and just like he's continued to show that and like. It's the Everyone legs, says yeah. like mobile quarterbacks are going to get hurt. They're going to get hurt. They're going to get hurt. The dude's built like a tank. Like he's leveling people on his way out of bounds. Like he's he's not he's getting huge. hurt. He's hurting people. Like that dude is not someone you really yeah. worry about getting hurt scrambling. And it's like the value he has when a play breaks down to just go get you twenty yards because like ever they're playing man and they're not looking at him. Like he he just does more I think for an offense. He has a little Cam Newton in him like that. Um where, like, prime Cam Newton was like, okay, shit, nothing available downfield. I'll just run for 10 yards just because I'm, like, I'm bigger than everyone else on the field. Um, and like you said, it pains me to say that, but, yeah, I think I 100% agree that he's he's probably doing more for a team than Brady right now. Again, I'm, I'm like, choking on my word as I say this because it hurts. Um, but it's it's the legs thing. Like, Brady is so, really so cemented in the pocket that there's, like, it's, it's like a big thing when Brady scrambles for two yards, let alone, like, 10 or 20. Um, and Josh Allen gives you that opportunity routinely to be able to break out of the pocket and give you something um on the ground when things go go haywire. So yeah, I would say um I would say definitely top ten. I wouldn't say top five. There are definitely still five quarterbacks I'd rather have. Um but he's played well enough where I have to give him the respect that he's probably top ten right now. Seven or eight feels right, Dello. That's that's where I'd put him. Um but time will tell I mean he he could regress, he could go better he could get better during the year. Um like no shit that kind of happens, but it's really so tough with these quarter pull things because it's like, how do you like, like back in 2014 the Patriots were two and two and done and like they weren't making the Super Bowl but here it is they they, un, they ended up winning the Super Bowl that year against the Seahawks like things can t- change so fast in the NFL especially after four games, and so does Josh Allen keep playing this well? Who knows? Um, so that's why I'm I'm kind of trying to pump the brakes and still be a hater but he's he's making it hard for me. He's he's top ten right now. I, I let just everyone just like marinate in this moment, Zach. You you finally have stopped saying he's just a fraud. Josh Allen's a fraud. Don't worry, I'm still saying it. I might be wrong, but I'm still saying save, it. Save that. Save that for where rational takes live, especially Twitter. Like that's where those go. Um, one thing though, Joe, you said that you want to take him over. You said Deshaun Watson. I don't know if I buy that. Deshaun Watson does not look like the player that. I remember. Uh, I I don't think Deshaun Watson has looked great. Now Bill O'Brien changing Bill O'Brien leaving might change that, but boy oh boy, I do not think that's the same Deshaun Watson I've seen in in years past. Like this year, I am. I'm disappointed. Like I straight up, I'm not even gonna lie to you. I'm disappointed with what I've seen out of Deshaun Watson and the entire Houston Texans. Also, you know that organization is just a joke when you trade away. A te- I, I I am a noted DeAndre Hopkins hater. Boy, oh boy, you don't trade away DeAndre Hopkins for <laughs> David Johnson. Like, are you kidding me? What a joke. His corpse. David Johnson's corpse. Dude, literally. Oh my That's God. That's such a bad that trade. That is the worst trade in football history. That is, actually, it's really not. It's probably top five, though. Like, <laughs> it's absurd. Like, I mean, it's. Nuke's a top, I mean, a top two wide receiver to me, at least. Like, he's. He might not. He might be one. Like, he's that good. And they traded him for. The shell of a running back, let alone the fact that when you when you really take it in a vacuum, a wide receiver for a running back is so stupid because running backs are less valuable than wide receivers. You traded for a dude who is trying to come back from an injury and has not played like himself for at least two years. And it, I mean, you're you're seeing like you said, Deshaun Watson doesn't look like himself. I 
I think a lot of that goes to not having uh, DeAndre Hopkins because that offense completely changes when you don't have to like like last year the Patriots put Gilmore on him and it was like all right Gilmore follow him around and it was you took away the Patriots best corner and isolated everyone else on different uh, different defensive backs but now you don't even have that option anymore like if you're the Texans you don't have one guy who the entire defense has to focus on it's it's like Will Fuller and then like the rest of them there's there's no DeAndre Hopkins there to to try to lessen it the other corpse of Brandon yeah, too. Cooks oh, Brandon Cooks man I used to love him too but he's not great everywhere he goes now it's not it's it's not great to watch Bob, that you... was the guy that burned me last week by the way Brandon Cooks just letting you know I'm a fan. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry for you. Uh, no, I mean I agree. I think, well, at least with the Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson debate, I, I think personally, I probably would. I like Josh Allen, but I think I would take Deshaun Watson. I just think that if you look at his body of work and what he has been able to do with the lack of weapons, because yeah, you can say you know he's had Will Fuller, but for how long and for how many games throughout each season, he's always got an injury. He's always playing one or two games and then tearing another ACL or hurting this or like it's just there's so many different things and yes he's had DeAndre Hopkins but then again he's had DeAndre Hopkins and that's it and then you look at his offensive line and how awful that has been historically throughout his whole like tenure with the Texans it's just it's kind of a hard thing especially when you're he does everything that he can especially lucky enough he is a scrambling quarterback and seems to you know have pretty solid pocket awareness for you know for the amount of time that he has been in the league but I don't know I'm that offensive line for the Texans is bad and then add a terrible head coach GM and now let's add an offensive coordinator as well because you know he just did about every little thing that the Texans asked him to do and that he thought he uh had to do himself but I don't know I think he was a dare I say cancer somewhat to that team and I think Bill O'Brien yeah and I think the a dark cloud has kind of started to move away since his firing but I I like Deshaun Watson I think he'll improve a little more once they actually get some weapons around him I think he's kind of the same thing with Sam Darnold kind of a situation he's just bad that Jets team is terrible and I don't mean to get too off topic but I think a lot of people slandered Sam Darnold but if you look at what he has to work with you're picking at like you're picking sticks and it's there's not a lot to, you know, really work with. So, Jamison Crowder ain't that. What do you, what do you mean? He's got quarterback guru. Oh, right. Gates. Yeah, yeah. Peyton Manning, right? You guys, <laughs> obviously, yeah, obviously. you heard yeah, of him. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Yeah, 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 I've heard of him. Yeah. But I, uh, oh, and I God. think another that's another thing, real quick too. Though is Josh Allen. He at least has weapons, and he continues to gain weapons. Alas, Stephon Diggs this off season, and. Who's the running back to them? Singletary? Singletary. Yeah, I don't think I ever... I mean, I, I'm i not going to lie. I didn't know who Singletary was until, obviously, he, he played as well as he did last season, and I don't know what stats this year. But, I mean, they have a solid running game, offensive line, and, again, they have legitimate weapons and a defense to back that. And the Texans have an injured J.J. Watt and then an old Whitney Merc- like or Yeah, Merciless? Sorry, yeah. And... And then yep. their secondary is pretty atrocious, other than when they had Tyron Matthew for a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah for, that was a fun experiment. And he was, yeah, he was coming off. The, so I, I don't know. I just, in that debate, though, I like Deshaun Watson a little more over uh, Josh Allen, though. But anyways. Miles just ranted for yeah, a little while. rant. That was, that was my Zach special there, if you didn't. 
been in now. Just <laughs> ranting for everybody. Uh, no, that was ne- that was needed. I mean, like, definitely fair. Like, I definitely understand that. I'm just, I am the. You're talking to the biggest fan of Will Fuller that has ever existed. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love Will burn. Fuller. Dude, that is my favorite guy in the NFL. Like, honestly, I'm not even kidding you. I draft him on every fantasy team <laughs> every year, and I get the I get the 50 point game once a year, and I'm just like, I put the middle finger up to the world. And I'm like, do you see how good this guy is? And he ranks like 20th amongst wide receivers, and I'm like, and he only played eight games. Wow, it's like unbelievable. Dello's out here ready. Like, I will give you my hamstrings. I, I would give him my hamstrings 100%. I would never play. I would never play another athletic event ever again if he had my hamstrings <laughs> and he could actually, like, continue to, like, do something. <laughs> I love watching him. He is a treat. He is a treat and a half. I love him. I would double up on hamstrings for Will Fuller. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a big I'm a You big can take my hamstrings, Will Fuller. Yeah, take everything. Look at that. Three sets of hammies. Let's go. Fuller, if you're listening, please. <laughs> I don't mean to keep harping on Josh Allen, um, but I will say something. You, yes, you do. It's something don't good. lie to it's us. A yes, good, you it's do. It's a good Josh Allen take. Um, I think it might, it speaks to, like, really thinking about it, it speaks to how much, or how much, um, how much more improved, really, he is this year. To be in a conversation with Deshaun Watson, like, Deshaun Watson, like, as recently as last year was, like, MVP candidate, like, man, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, that's a future of the of the league. And so, for Josh Allen to all of a sudden be like, do you take him over Deshaun Watson? That, that, that's a, that, that's a big jump, because last year I wouldn't have taken, I would have played me over Josh Allen. Like, I, that's, I don't like Josh Allen. I can't, I can't stress you how much I don't like him. Um, and he, he wasn't good last year, and... Now he is, which again, it hurts to say because now I just don't have anything to shit on Bills fans for because now they have a good team. Um, but I just, I'm, props to Josh Allen, I'll, I'll give him some respect because that to be in the conversation with Deshaun Watson, like some of those top guys, means he's he's worked his ass off and he's played well. So congratulations, Josh Allen, you have my vote for, I don't know, being decent for once, I guess. Double thumbs up. I'm, I'm proud of you, Zach. Double thumbs up. Look at that. This is a show of growth. I know. I'll... You know, Zach's Zach's not here just sitting there going, geniuses walk alone Genius and then alone. is wrong every time. <laughs> Genius walks alone. I'm like over wrong. three on Genius Walks Alone takes. It's fucking terrible. It's like right as rain. It's like death, taxes. Zach's wrong if he says the <laughs> genius walks alone. <laughs> I think I said that for the Seahawks right. take a couple weeks ago. The, the genius walks alone and they lost by three on the goal line. So yeah, whatever it was. So. I'm going to stop saying that. Yeah, you probably should retire that one for now. So moving on, Dello, I got some, uh, who are some buy low candidates that you really like? All right. I have a couple listed here and I'm going to start from, I'm going to start from the guy that I think is underperformed. And I think there's so many signs of greatness for him. Number one is DJ Moore for me. Um, DJ Moore is getting the target share that he needs, and he's getting all of the downfield yards that he needs to. He ranked number one in air yards last year, last week. Uh, again, I haven't looked this week because I generally don't do my research for stuff until Friday or Saturday, to be honest with you. Um, unless it's the Thursday night game and I look at something relative to that, and I haven't even paid attention to that. I've been kind of busy this week. But DJ Moore's my number one guy. Um couple of reasons with that and i'm going to talk about it 
I always talk about game script a lot because I think it's so important in fantasy football to look at how game script is going to work. And the Carolina Panthers have a historically bad defense. Um, and the fact that teams are, by the way, the Cardinals not putting up a lot of points against them, against them, super concerning. And Kenyon Drake is a guy that we need to talk about too, because holy smokes, man. He's ter- what is terrible. On? Thank you, because I drafted him thinking that he was going to be a lot better. Guy's awful. Holy <laughs> smokes, man. I, oh, God. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that's my keeper in one league, and I'm like, shit, I'm going to have to pivot. Yeah, I, uh, I did not, in my best ball leagues, I didn't draft any Kenyon Drake. I was off of him. And I was like, I was like, last week in DFS, I was like, this could be the one week Kenyon Drake could bounce back. And I was like, him and, or Joe Mixon. And I was like, okay, like, I'll play both. And one of them worked and one of them didn't. And boy, oh boy, I think the Panthers have one of the worst defenses in football. I think you're going to see that all year. I think they're going to have to throw the ball a ton, especially with no, um, with no uh, CMC for a little bit longer. I think DJ Moore is going to have a breakout, breakout at some point. It's going to happen. It's going to happen fast. They play Atlanta this week. Like, that's an amazing game script. Atlanta's going to throw the ball. They're going to be able to run the ball. They're going to be able to do what they want. They're going to be down. Teddy Bridgewater's going to throw. It's just such a fantasy-friendly environment, even though the quarterback isn't the best. It's just the fact that they have to put points up on the board fast. Yeah, I would echo that. Feels nice to uh, have DJ Moore on a few rosters in here. Someone validate that because I'm like, when is this guy going to break out? Like, I feel like he was a target for so many people to be like, all right, DJ Moore, like that makes sense. Like that should work. And here it is just like not working out right now. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't panic. Um, I wouldn't panic if DJ, I would still hold on to DJ Moore. I would still be very confident in that. And I would say whole pad on DJ Moore. And if people are going to sell him, buy love. It's absurd. I had him ranked as my wide receiver. I had him ranked super high this year. Like, just to give you full transparency where I may have whiffed. Um, and usually I feel like I'm pretty good on wide receiver. Um, wide receivers, for me, I had Calvin Ridley ranked really high. That was a guy I, I just, I, I absolutely was right on the entire time. Amari Cooper's up there with, with him, too. Um, and I had DJ Moore ranked high in that, in that tier. Um, I still think that DJ Moore is still going to be good. I still think the target share is there. I still think the air yards down the field. I think he's going to break off the big plays. Um, so DJ Moore is my number one by far. And um, I, I still I still think if somebody's going to sell him in your league, league go get him for something. Um, there's a million pieces that are probably overperforming right now. Um, but that's a guy that's an instant buy low for me. And I would I can't speak more to that than this ridiculous rant but i still think that he is a guy that you must target in leagues and get insane value on yeah i mean like you said and i think i looked this up the other day yeah i think you're right like i think even i'd even think across like the first four weeks he leads the league in air yards like i think it's like as of today in the first four weeks he's he is the top air yards guy so i think it's like him i don't remember who number two is and i think number three is like aj green and that's another guy that like air yards. You're like, it feels like it should work out, but maybe not with him. Um, I want to run another name by you. Uh, what do you think about Deontay Johnson for the Steelers? Deontay Johnson is somebody that I would 
he is going to be at a at a premium. And if you if some if somebody's going to think that he's the number two wide receiver on that team, they may be wrong. Um, Deontay Johnson is getting an absolute lion's share of the target share in that offense. Now, there's going to be a stinker in there. Where, like he got a zero because of the concussion protocol. He got you got hit. Uh, he's had a concussion protocol. He's coming back this week after the bye that they were forced to take because uh, of COVID. Uh, Deontay Johnson's a guy. If somebody in your league is going to give him up at a pretty at a pretty significant discount, that's a guy you should absolutely target. I think he might be the number one in that offense. Um, I have him. I have my. I always do a top one fifty after every week. This week, I have Juju Smith Schuster as my wide receiver twenty at fortieth overall. I have Deontay Johnson at my wide receiver twenty three at forty fourth to give you some transparency on that. It's very close in that offense. It's a one A one B situation for me. Um, he looks phenomenal, and he looked phenomenal last year. He was a guy that every media outlet was writing about. So for me, like I wish I could have gotten him in more leagues. I have him in a couple. I'm very comfortable with him. But if somebody is going to pay for him, if you can get him at a pretty like at a you know you basically convince somebody, hey, he's a wide receiver too on that team, do it because it's a one A one B situation there. And, I, I like the Steelers. I was high on him all offseason. A guy I really liked was James Conner coming into the year. I thought that a big rebound, I mean, you see the big difference from Ben Roethlisberger to Duck Hodges. And then Duck Hodges, is he in the league anymore, Joe? Like, do you know this? I, I, off the top of my head, no, I'm not a big I'm, Duck I'm, Hodges guy. I don't really follow. I don't follow Duck Hodges enough, but we can see what the old Google it, says. I don't even know. I think he's. I think he's still there. Oh no, he's yep, a free agent. I didn't. I knew he got released. I, is Mason Mason Rudolph has to be still with the team? I'm pretty sure, because uh, they they, yeah. they wait. They put a pretty big uh, big pick on him, right? Like he was like a fourth round pick or something like that. There's some capital there, so they don't want to give that up yet. There's no reason to. He's fine. Yeah, Mason Rudolph's still yeah, on that he's, team. He's fine. He's not. Fantastic. All right. While we have a quick break, um, Zach and Miles had to have step out for uh, some life stuff. So just some full transparency. So if you're listening and then all of a sudden you just don't hear them again, myself and Dello didn't just not allow them to speak. Yeah. You know, Zach, he, I mean, maybe, you know, they, maybe they're not the best at fantasy, but we weren't just, you know, blackballing them from talking. Just yeah. so we're clear. Are you winning that league? Are you winning the league? Uh, no, that's another, that's another one of those leagues that I'm in that's like, I love my roster, but I'm like, why the heck am I one? It happens. I'm in a league that's one in three as well. And I'm just, and I've, and my, everybody in the league's like, it's happening though. It's going to be a takeover because I lost by a couple points this week because I had Calvin Ridley put up a goose. And it's like, that happens. Like, like the guy's a wide receiver three and he's going to put up a goose egg and that's how I lose. And then I got locketed and my, my, my friend, my friends always know, like, I always talk about the correlation between quarterbacks and wide receivers and how people should always do that. Because people, mm-hmm. let, let's talk about that too, because season long people don't generally do that. And I think that in order to really magnify your wide receiver one and your quarterbacks, having them on the same team really gives you that ridiculous upside to win a week. Um, you played in a league with me last year, and my my Buccaneers stack that I was running all off all off season, I was like, I love the 30 for 30 Jameis Winston season more than anybody. I don't care if he throws a pick. I'm glad he does. We get back out on the field and we're going to throw some more to all these guys. Give me Evans and Godwin all year. 5,000 yards. and I'm good. I'm good with it. And I was rolling with it all, all, all season. And I love that. So my friend had the Russell Wilson, 
Tyler Lockett stack. And I was like, ooh, man, that hurt. Three touchdowns a couple weeks ago, and he let me know that he put a licking on me. So it's it's brutal, man. Like, you you can't freak out if your team's, like, one and three. You got to look at it, like, objectively. Like, I'm running cold or I'm running hot. Like, maybe I need to make change up something here. Like, I'm getting a little lucky. Guys aren't scoring as much against me. You got to look at it from that frame. And for me, like, I have a running back problem where I have too many running backs. Like, I have to bench one of Miles Sanders, who we'll talk about, I want to talk about, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, maybe a guy that we might want to talk about because people are still freaking out about it, James Conner, and Kareem Hunt now. So, I mean, like, I have a massive running back problem. Yeah. You can only play three. It's like, who do you play? And it's like, okay, do you part with somebody to upgrade a wide receiver position? And I'm like, <sighs> my wide receivers are great. Like, Deontay Johnson's on my bench in this league. Like, I'm just like, I don't know what to do. Um, yeah, it's definitely tough. I, I definitely feel that you like get into a situation where you're like, okay, I've got a bunch of running backs that are valuable. I feel like I cornered the market on it. If your teams are looking for a running back, you kind of have to come to me. And then it's like, okay, but I don't, I don't like any of these offers yeah. I'm getting. Like, it's not like that's not worth a starting running back. Like, I don't want your bench receiver. Yeah, me neither. So, I mean, like, that's that's the problem I'm running into. And I also have, like, Chase Edmonds, too, in that league. So, that the league that I'm referencing right now, which is, like, I think Chase Edmonds is going to be a, a running back one, which is another buy-low candidate, by the way. If you have a guy that you want to get rid of, here's a wild trade I'll throw out for you. I think one guy's going to be dust, and I, I am off this player for the rest of the year in all formats, all formats. And uh, a guy that I think has really regressed is Zach Ertz. Boy, oh boy, does he look bad. He looks like he is running in quicksand. I think that um, they were talking about signing him. They absolutely shouldn't. Dallas Goddard's the best tight end on that offense, and it's not even close. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm actually super happy you brought that up Um, because I've been listening to stuff and hearing stuff that – even before the Dallas Goddard injury, because I don't mm, try to remember if he like broke something because he's out a couple. He's out for a little bit. Right. Like he did something pretty yeah. major. And I'm trying to remember what it, it I don't remember what it was on top of my head. He broke his ankle or something. like Yeah. That. Something like that. And I remember listening to stuff before that. And they were saying how Zach Ertz is like unhappy with his contract. He saw what Kelsey got. He saw what Kittle's getting. And he's like, I want me some of that. Like I'm a huge part of this offense. One, he doesn't look as good. And two, the GM in Philly, rightfully so, is looking in the same room and saying, yeah, but we got this guy in Dallas Goddard that we don't have to pay. So Zach Ertz could be gone after whenever his contract's up, if they don't trade him prior to his contract going up. His contract is up this year, I'm pretty sure. Um, So this is... That's what I thought, but I wasn't yeah, sure. And I think that Ertz just looks just painfully terrible. Some guys that have aged just so poorly over, like, this offseason, like, you said one guy in the air yards model that we talked about, A.J. Green, the corpse of A.J. Green. Like, it hurts me to say it, but holy smokes, man. Goodbye, A.J. Green. It was nice seeing you play football. I will not be seeing you play after this year because you look that bad. I don't think you're going to get on another team. This is his last year. It's it's painful. He's wild. It's painful. It's it, it's crazy because like I and I think we'll agree I think we're going to agree here when like you think about buy low candidates at like the wide receiver position it's targets mm-hmm. total target mm-hmm. share 
air yards. Yep. All those things. Like that's pretty much the recipe. That's like, that is the recipe. And he is like, um, you look at him and it's a monster of targets, air yards. And you're like, this should work out if he starts catching the ball. And it's just like drops and it just doesn't look. He might have a couple of good weeks. He might, but my God, it is painful to watch. It's painful. If he does, if he does, it feels like it's gotta be one of those things where it's like, AJ Green caught two touchdowns this week, but they were both like five yard touchdowns. Yeah. The Mike, the Mike Evans one and two yard touchdowns. Like he's got, he's got two one yarders and a two yarder. Like it's like that's literally what it is. Except yeah. Mike Evans is an actual player now. Um, but it's crazy because like AJ Green was one of the most consistent wide receivers of our generation, and now he's just, he's just dust. He's dust. Like it's, it's literally what it is. Like it's the only adjective I can use to describe describe him. And another guy. I mean, go right ahead. I know you got something. I was going to say, like, it's it's just, it's wild because I was listening to another podcast and listening to this and, like, they're so right about it. A healthy A.J. Green had never not been an elite wide receiver yep. in this league. Yep. Like, it just never, like, it just, you never saw him play and not just be a fantastic weapon anywhere he went on the field. So it's just so jarring to see him so bad. It's, it's actually absurd. I mean. And I'm not even a Bengals fan, so I can't even imagine how it's, you're it's feeling. It's terrible to see. Like, I love the guy. Like, I I, I mean, they, they spent too much money on Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd is fine. He's a fine player. He's not. How he, he's the wide receiver one on that team. Like, I've been saying it. Like, I'm like, I thought AJ Green, I was like, I don't know. I didn't I didn't draft him at all this offseason, which is surprising for me. Like, I really always bank on talent. And, like, I'm like, oh, boy, it's AJ Green. Like, how can you go wrong? Like, you can't. I mean, like, what, he was like a wide. I, I haven't looked at it, but I'm pretty sure he was like a, a wide receiver ten and above for like eight straight seasons or something like that in fantasy. It's absurd. The guy was a model of consistency. So to see it like this, it's like, oh boy, oh god. And I don't know, man. That's a guy you, see, you just hate it, to see. You, it. you hate to see it. That's a guy that he. You look. You have to look at the eye test too. Like you gotta watch the tape on this. Um, and I think you just see it and it's just all the numbers look great. Like I'm big into the, like the whole analytical side of things, but my goodness, you, you, you gotta look at something and you, you just, you're just like, he's not better than, he's not better than Tyler Boyd. He's not better than T Higgins. And I don't think he's better than Auden Tate, by the way, who the Bengals should be playing now over him. And to me, like speaking of dust wide receivers, I want to talk about somebody that should be dust. Remind me of this. Remind me that I had this conversation about a guy that I want to play because we need to, ha- we need to free this guy. He's unbelievable. And at football, do you know who I'm talking about? Actually? Is what team are they on? I, if I told you the team, you'll know immediately. You'll know immediately. So they're good. They just need to be free. This player, I think is unbelievably talented. They just need to get on the field and they need to play the wide receiver position. From a, an old wide receiver. That's the biggest hint. From an old yeah, wide receiver? Old he's an old he's an old guy. An old man. I mean, are you just like, is it, is it the same thing everybody else says? Like you just said, we need to free Julio Jones because no. everyone wants to free no, Julio, Julio Jones. Julio is like, Julio should be still playing. He's still, I think he's still good. I mean, like, because like Russell yeah. is not better than him. Um, I think that Larry Fitzgerald needs to take a seat for Andy Isabella. Um. Andy Isabella is is He's so fast. good at football. Um, if they let him r- run more routes, like listen, like I understand, like Larry Fitzgerald had a Hall of Fame career and all this stuff, like 
congrats to you. At the end of the day, we're here to win football games, and Cliff Kingsbury needs to understand that there's a, a way better player sitting behind him that can easily play a way bigger role in this offense. Andy Isabella. I mean, like, I I had today. I think I retweeted it the other day. He's had like he's had 20 targets in his NFL career. He has four touchdowns. He's caught 15 of the balls, and he has 300 yards and four touchdowns or something like that. It's something absurd. It he's so it's explosive, disgusting man. And like those are the guys that you're just sitting there and you're like, oh boy, we'll let this guy play. So I'm really I I really hope that happens throughout the season that they're just like we have a way better chance with this guy. I want to see him play so badly because it's a treat, like a UMass product. Like how often do you get to say that, man? Like a UMass product. Oh, yeah. right. I mean, like, come on. I mean, like, we apparently UMass produces, like, good ride receivers every decade. Like, shout out Victor Cruz one time. But, my goodness, like, I'm a big Andy Isabella fan, and they need to free this man right now. Like, it needs to happen. Um, yeah, he, that that's a guy that needs playing time. Like, but to, I, I would even argue, like, take cut some of Christian Kirk's routes, too. Like, just get the guy on the field. Yeah, Christian Kirk needs to play. I, I'm a big Christian Kirk fan, by the way. I um, I think he's had, like, a really bad go of it so far. Um, He got kind of relegated in the first game to uh, running the closeout routes against Richard Sherman the entire time, so Hopkins could be open. That was, like, what was his role was. They just literally said, here, go take Richard Sherman out of the play. Let's just let's – just pepper deandre hopkins in the first game and the 40 percent target share showed it and it was like whoa <laughs> like what the hell that just happened my, that was my worst take of the offseason by the way i did not have deandre hopkins uh in my like top five like i was like avoiding him in every draft and boy oh boy was i wrong and i'll be the first one to admit it i can i said after week one i said wow am i wrong because i thought I, I i mean i thought that watson was a better player than kyler and I was like, people are like, Kyler's better than, I've heard people say that Kyler's better than Watson, by the way, which is like another crazy thing. Like, I'm, I'm not there yet. Let's calm down. But, uh, like. Yeah, I mean, I'm still high on yeah. Deshaun Watson. I think, like, we already kind of went yeah, in we on did. Bill O'Brien just being being a clown. And I'm going to agree with it and just say, like, free. Honestly, for me, I'm like, free Deshaun Watson from that organization. Yeah. When there was the report that the 2021 future odds for the starting quarterback the new england patriots the favorite was deshaun watson i was like jumping for joy being like vegas knows must might know something like that would be fantastic then he signed his extension and i just was like pain you never know it could still happen i mean bill o'brien was still there he might have done it you never know that guy bill o'brien might have just traded him for like we Jacoby Myers. Wait, wait, I mean, Jimmy or Bird probably. He's a little bit better. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. you know. All right, don't don't want to totally yeah. rip them up. Wouldn't have totally. That's rip also them another off. guy I actually really like is Jimmy or Bird. But that's like another thing for another day. Like that's like a yeah. So who else you have on this buy low? While we've kind of completely we, yeah, tangent, we've we've, we've gone off of it. Um, we talked about it before, or I talked about it briefly. Uh, Michael Gallup's another guy, dude. Uh, Michael Gallup is going to bounce back. Um, I think it's absurd that people are off of him. You said that somebody actually dropped Michael Gallup in your league. I, I think to me, I think that's crazy. I, the guy is going to be, he's, he's talented. He's a burner. He makes big plays. He's going to have big weeks. We've already seen him actually have a big week. He had a, a one score, 130 yard game against the, against the Seahawks. And this, and this is what blew my mind. So like, this is a 14 team league with 
like a pretty significant bench. Like I'm pretty sure we have like seven bench spots and two IR spots because of COVID. Cause I'm the commissioner of this league. So I like made sure like you had bench spots and like, I shit you not, you go on this league and you're like, I need to pick somebody up. And it's like, it's hard. uh, You're picking up at best. It's like a third string wide receiver on a team that no one wants anything to do with. Like at one point I had three Jacksonville receivers. Cause I was like, these are the most active players that I could pick up. And I hate having three receivers on the same team, but it's like, would I rather Keelan Cole and LaVisca Chenault or the, like some random corpse that's not going to get touches. And then Michael Gallup just got dropped and I had the top priority. And I'm like, this is, this this is is insane. And he has, he had a 22 point game. And I'm like, how do you drop this guy? It's the best offense in football from a fantasy standpoint. I think it's absurd. Like I said, the NFC Chiefs, baby, you always around. Uh, you know, that's the name for these guys. I mean, I think it's absurd that people are off that. Um, I floated one guy, I floated Chase Edmonds. It's a guy I really like. Yeah, you mentioned um, him. I have two other. I have like two other guys that are a little bit off the wall. Um, okay. one of them, um, David Montgomery, uh, is the ultimate buy low candidate right now. Um, we talked about the Bears offense. We talked about Nick Foles. Um, I think it's ridiculous that he's getting all the touches. There's no Tariq Cohen. Um, all of all signs indicate I don't know if he's a good player, by the way. I really don't. I just think that he's going to get the volume and volume is king in fantasy. He's a good RB two now. Um Plus he plus he I mean it looks worse coming off of coming off of the uh the indie game because that's that's the best defensive football yeah. right now. Yeah, India has a really good defensive line. People don't realize that India is actually one of the best O line D line combinations in football. Their offensive line is, I think, like Pat Thorne. Actually, if you guys, uh, one of the best resources in the fantasy world is Pat Thorne's O line D line rankings. Um, every week he posts a one to thirty two. Um, I don't know. He posts it. He actually posts it on Establish the Run. Um, which is a website that I'm subscribed to with Levitan and Silva, um, who I'm a big fan of. I've been following their content for years, and I pay the premium to get behind the scenes and get all the stuff. But I think Pat Thorne actually posts it publicly, and he always has them ranked within the top five. Um, He really is a big fan of them. Um, And I think he's dead on accurate on all these these lines. Um, So I think that's one of the best O-line, D-line combinations in football. Again, I'm not an O-line, D-line expert. So I relegate it to these guys that are super good at that stuff and know the game of football at a higher level than me. Because um, I, I think I know the game at a pretty decent level, but not to the extent that an Adam, uh, an Evan Silva does, an Adam Levitan, or a um, Pat Thorne, people like that. I'm just a DFS player. Like, at the end of the day, like I play Daily Fantasy, and I just use football as my avenue to do it. Um, so I think that's a guy that... Uh, for David Montgomery, I think that that's a guy you really should try and uh, get it. Get volume is king. He gets, he catches the ball. He's going to have a pretty, I think he has a pretty decent schedule from what I saw too. Um, it's kind of nice um, just from what I saw, just briefly from what I was seeing. Yeah, like they're playing the Buccaneers. Like I said, I think it's one of the best defenses in football. They play them on a Thursday night. That kind of sucks. But then they play the Panthers. They play the Rams. The Rams aren't a great run defense. They play the Saints. Titans, Vikings, they get to play twice. They get to play the Lions, uh, the Jaguars, the Texans, the Packers. It is a pretty nice schedule going through the rest of the year. Um, so if you want, if you think that, you know, 
Thursday Night Football, you think that it's not going to work out, and you hear this, and you're like, oh boy, David Montgomery put up a big stinker on Thursday night. I got to move this guy, and you hear that? Put your hand up and go get it, like because that's what I'll probably be doing. I'll probably be buying the dip on that guy, too. I'm glad that all of my trade offers to get rid of Montgomery this week got declined. I think it's a good – I think you need to do that because I would not get rid of David Montgomery. I would. I will hold on pat to him, um, and if somebody's trying to get rid of him, take him. Take him for something. Yeah. Like, I I always throw out – just throw out Zach. If you have Zach Ertz, just throw it out there. Love the idea because people don't realize that he's bad yet. You got to be ahead of these trends. I think yeah. I think he's bad. He might he might finish at the top ten for tight end, which is like just to speak how I thought tight end was going to be deep this year. But boy, oh boy, are we wrong. Also, if Robert Tanyan's in your league, go get him. Um, Robert Big Bob Tanyan. I love Big Bob Tanyan. I went and looked on all my waiver wires, and he was gone in almost every league. And I was like, damn, I'd never even heard of this guy. Yeah, I played him. Uh, a few times I played him on uh, Monday Night Football. Actually, he was my big stand of the night. I played him 100. percent And my other big stand was playing Julian Edelman. That didn't work out, but Robert Tanyan did. So yeah, two two two, two stands of polar opposite results. And I was like, oh, so brutal. I love like so. I love. It. I mean, let's we can chat about Julian Edelman for a hot second because he he does not look good. I mean, he he like had that game against the Seahawks and like. Ton of yards, ton of targets, ton of catches. Looked in like, but like that entire game, he was like hobbling as he got up every time, and then he just is like, has not looked good. He, it's just he, he's close to the end. It looks like he's kind of dust. He's kind of not great, but at the same token, he, he's caught the he's caught a case of the drops the past like two years. Oh, he's always had a case of the drops. He's not a. He, he, I I always said this to people. And I'm like, people always say like, oh, I'd prefer Wes Welker over Julian Edelman. They're like the same player. I'm like, I don't think you remember how good Wes Welker was, by the way. Wes Welker was incredible at football. I mean, and I'm guilt, I'm guilty of that just because of the moments Edelman has in the Super yep, Bowl. That's literally, that's literally what I was just about to say. The overall player, Wes Welker is a superior player. And you go back and you look at the seasons that these two put up and it's like, holy crap, they're two different guys. Like it, it's... I, Wes Welker, I got the most respect for. But back to the Edelman stuff, I think Edelman to me is one of those guys that I'm not completely off of. They're the trends that I'm like, okay, yay, maybe he doesn't look that great, but you saw it in the Seahawks game. You saw that what he can do. I, I think there's a and I and he's been running more downfield with Cam. We didn't expect that. It's kind of nice to see um him going downfield a little bit more which is great uh just to like kind of help out the offense and for him personally but i I, i'm not gonna say that he's not that great because when he played against um seattle he looked great but the other game scripts haven't been great i mean you look at my uh they played miami week one the game script wasn't great it's it's week one it's the first game that they played. You got to you say, listen, no offseason, none of that. You kind of got to say, whatever happens in week one happens in week one. We went into this season not knowing anything. Like, nothing. We had no clue. Um, in week three, they play the Raiders game, which they had a stranglehold on. They just had to run the ball, and the Raiders are terrible against the run. I mean, they're not great against the, the pass either, don't get me wrong, but they were in control that entire game. There was no pressure. They contained uh, Waller, and they contained uh, Josh Jacobs. That's all you got to do. That's it. Who's going to beat you? Zay Jones? 
Nelson Aguilar? No, they're not. So I was I was actually surprised about how well they contained Josh Jacobs because I am not very high on the Pats run defense at all this year. And I was very surprised at how well they contained him. Best coach team in football. Uh, and I'm going to keep saying it. I never have any doubt. I always say I hate the Pats, and I, you know this. Like, I hate how good the Pats are. Like, I'm, like, jealous. But on the air and on the podcast, I try and be as much, like, most fair as I can. And they just always figure it out. Um, I wasn't sure how great of a coach Belichick was, and I wasn't sure how good of a quarterback Brady was. And I think they both can exist in their own worlds. And I think Belichick, honestly, is phenomenal. I think we're going to see, I think we see it this year that this guy is by far still the best coach in NFL history. And it's, I know I'll continue to say that he's by far the best coach in NFL history. Um, And you have the soundbite now to prove it, that I actually said this. And I never have said this ever before, especially on a recorded sense. And I will I, it's just it just blows my mind that these guys had so many opt outs too on the defensive end with so many key players and they can still do it on both sides of the ball. A new quarterback, a brand new, just having to change everything just slightly. The guy's unbelievable. Uh, he, he's still a dog at however old he is. Like I, full respect to Belichick. I hate the dude. It gives me zero charisma. I don't like watching him, but. Damn, dude, that guy knows football, and I respect the shit out of that. And that's it. That's my rant on Belichick. You're never gonna get I'm that. Glad, out I'm of glad we. I'm glad I got the soundbite. That might have to be like the like the preview, like on Twitter, just like at Legend of Dello actually said he likes Belichick. I and just retweet I, and have the world have all your followers see it. I first of all, I didn't say I like Belichick. Let's make that clear. I said he was a really <laughs> good NFL coach. I said I hated him. I made that clear. I hate him. I hate the guy. Like he's that good zero charisma. He doesn't like I hate that. Like I like guys that are like fun. Like like I I love those and like you know me like you know me from like just how I am. You got to bring something to the table. You got to bring me something. Like he's just like monotone i mean you know me from my intense you know i'm a pretty intense guy and i bring you some emotion yeah, yeah so with him you don't get any of that you see the old t and it's like you know the same face like it's like happy sad and all that stuff you see that you see that <laughs> yes, everywhere exactly it's just stonewall literally that but um all right yeah who, who are you getting rid of who, who are we selling high on or who are you just like i am punting on them uh ooh. i think i imagine you're gonna say Kenyon drake yeah, I think that's obvious, though. We've talked about it. I'm not going to continue to go on it. I'm going to go on a couple of guys. I'm going to let you... Um, Well, one is Gronk. I said Ertz. Here's another one that I think is I'm just out on. T.Y. Hilton. Um, Boy, oh boy, was I wrong. I thought T.Y. Hilton was going to be really good. I am not sold anymore. I don't think he's the best wide receiver on his team. Um, I thought Paris Campbell was actually a better player. Uh, I really like Parrish Campbell all year. Too bad he broke his ankle uh, or his MCL or something like that. But he'll be back soon. Thank thank the Lord, by the way, because I love Paris Campbell. I think that that's a guy that people should be looking at. Um, he was getting all of those, like, slants, drags, like, crossing routes that Phillip Rivers loves to just throw, like, seven yards down the field. But Campbell's just, like, such so dynamic with the ball in his hand. He was just, like, running, running, at, just running away from everybody with those. Yeah, and I am I. He hasn't had an uh, a an hundred yard game since Andrew Luck retired. Um, he's only had the most he's ever had is eighty seven yards. 
um, since uh, Luck retired, which I think that may speak a little bit to the quarterback problems, but also at the same time, Philip Rivers can still sling, man. Like I, I, I don't think he's bad. Like I don't think I think he's definitely better. I think he's better than Brissett. Can we agree on that? Like, yeah. Like I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you. He plays behind a great offensive line. He gets all the time in the world. He's going to be able to sling it. I just don't think he creates separation anymore, and I'm 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 out on him. Um, I'm really concerned. I love T.Y. Hilton. He's won me more fantasy seasons than I can ever count. Um, but I I'm out on him, and I I gotta say like goodbye to him. I think at some point when Paris Campbell comes back, I would honestly drop T.Y. Hilton for Paris Campbell. I would still hold on to him for another week. Uh, I think I think who are the Colts playing this week? I think they're playing somebody that I actually like want to target. Um, I forget who. I wanted to like double check on this. There's somebody that I really liked. Um, let me just double check this because I actually want to. I actually want to see. They're 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 going to Cleveland. Yeah, that's a secondary I like to attack. But the but in the front the front seven of uh, the Browns though is good. But like I said, I think the Colts offensive line should be able to handle it. So with that being said, um, I think that should be a thing. Um, so I'm out on T. Y. Hilton. Um. I have another guy too, especially and I and I mentioned it briefly as a guy that I actually really I liked I liked him a lot going into the year, but I just don't think they use him enough. I think Joe Mixon's out for me, especially after the big week. The Bengal schedule just gets immensely harder going from here. Um it's a lot of concern for me. Um so for me, I'm completely out on that. So I would say just get ready, Joe Mixon, now if you possibly could, especially after that month. I mean, this would be like the ultimate sell high. This is it. Like, this is it. Like, Joe Mixon is a, is a running back, too, that has upside for being a, a running back, one, and he has and he has the downside of being somebody that's unplayable. That is him. Like, and I – volatility, you have to embrace it at some point, but you, you can't really love it. I would say go after a guy like Josh Jacobs, to be honest with you. They're both running back eight and nine in uh, PPR in PBR leagues. Um, Josh Jacobs has had a really hard schedule. He's going to continue to have a hard schedule for the next couple of games. Um, I would say if you could do it straight up, do it. I think Josh Jacobs is a better player. I think he's um, I think he's going to be more of a focal point and more used in that offense. Um, I also think like his schedule gets a lot better going towards the end of the year than Joe Mixon's. So that's a guy I would like be like, hey, like. If we could do a swap one for one, do it. I'd be pretty confident about that. Um, but Joe Mixon's a guy. I have Joe Mixon in a couple of leagues. I'm trying to, I'm trying to part with him a little bit. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, um, which is somewhat unfortunate. But at the same time, if you want to get another guy, like I even might even say James Robinson, go after him. The guy he played against last week. I think James Robinson's a guy that you could actually target consistently gets volume consistently gets uh targets um he's a running back too when if he gets more targets throughout the year he could be like a a very high-end rb2 for, for this year which is a guy that we didn't see coming i i had divino zigbo as a guy i really wanted to get but that didn't he got the co he got covid raquel armstrong was another armstrong that was another guy that they were thinking about after fournette got cut um, and I feel bad for the people that drafted Fournette, by the way. I wish you were following me because I was saying all offseason, do not draft Fournette. It's not good. It's very bad. Um, and that's a guy that I just, like, you can't 
really bank on um, at all. But I, I think that you need to really just consider with Joe Mixon. I have one, though, that'll actually blow your mind. And you will you might actually hate me for it. And I will say specifically in PPR format, specifically, and which is what 90% of people play now, which is the new standard. Okay. I'm out on Derrick Henry. And that's a pretty big one for me. I have not seen the carries been explosive all year. Um, I thought that he had a couple of slam dunk matchups before. Now, hopefully with the bye, maybe he gets he, maybe he gets back to a little bit more shape. But I am I am not particularly thrilled with a guy that doesn't get targets because the target people I I want to make something clear is that volume is king, right? And he's going to get a bunch of carries, sure. The problem is is that if Tennessee ever falls behind in a game script. He's out of the offense. Like, he's virtually eliminated because he can't catch the ball. How many catches does he have in his career? Like, 60 maybe in the how many years he's been in the it's, NFL? It's not much. It's, it's terrible. And the rumor was that he was going to be able to catch the ball offseason. We haven't seen that yet. Um, I think that Tennessee is an okay team. I don't know how to project Tennessee. I don't know if they're a good team. I don't know if they're a bad team. But that's concerning because they're not either. And I think one of the things with the game script situation and how I see it is that I think these guys could be out of ball games so fast and they don't use this guy. And I think a target is so much more valuable than an actual carry in any fantasy football scenario. You get more points for it just right on top. You get a built-in floor and you get a built-in ceiling. Um, and he doesn't have that. He lacks that component for me. Um, He's got five catches on eight targets. For 26 yards. That just doesn't... As a Derek, as a Derek Henry owner in half-point PPR, I have been very interested in this conversation now. I think in half-point, I think it's okay. I think in half-point, I think it's okay. I think standard... I, I draft Derek Henry in standard every year. I love him in standard because I think in standard, you don't obviously get the floor in like of those, like, you can't draft James White in a standard league. He's terrible. Like, he got, he yeah. got like, how many catches did he have last week, uh, this uh, past game? I mean, he, he effectively turns into, like, a receiver with that team. Yeah. Like, it's it's silly. Yeah, he got, like, eight catches for, like, what, 33 yards off top of my head? I'm not even looking at it, but I think it, I think it's exactly yeah. that. And he gets you three and, a, three and a half points in a standard league. All right, cool. Like, that's nothing. That just sucks. But then, like, it, it, it all depends on the scoring format. And that's why kind of my problem with Derrick Henry. He doesn't have that built-in ceiling. And I think there's a lot more parity in the in the Titans passing game this year. We're seeing Jonu Smith opened up. We haven't even seen A.J. Brown play yet. I'm concerned, man. I think they're going to use A.J. Brown, by the way. That's another buy low. I didn't even mention him. Don't forget, A.J. Brown is the AFC's DK Metcalf. Like, the dude is a burner. The dude's a stud. The dude's the one of the swaggiest players in the NFL too. Like he's on the he's on the first team all swag with Camaro. But like those are the guy. Like that's the boy, man. That guy's a ball player. And so so let's circle back to Henry. I got two things. First is just my like drafting Derrick Henry in this league that I'm in is like my biggest regret. Because keeper league, you can trade picks. I had the fourth and fifth pick. Yeah. And. The timing of our draft was so sketchy. Yeah. 
where it was like just with like the whole Kamara, like, is he holding out? Ooh. He's getting epidurals in his back. Like, what's going on? Yeah. And then I, I had the four and the five. By like going into it before the Kamara stuff, it was wow, I could really go Kamara Clyde. And I didn't do it. And I was so, I'm still haunted. I went Derek Henry, Michael Thomas. Because uh, uh, I wanted hurts. I wanted high floor guys yeah. because I knew Kenyon Drake was a little riskier as my keeper. Number one, the all the thing I always tell people is if you play it safe, you're not winning a fantasy football. You gotta like go for those big swings, and I think Camara was that big oh, swing. It was it it's killing me to this day. Because then uh, it, I think they went. I had four or five, and then I think six seven they went to the same team. This the the other team behind me did what I wanted to do, but I balked at it, thinking I needed. I wanted the see the like the high floor of Derrick Henry's carries to pair with my upside running backs. I ended up getting yeah, no, and it's like the roster's still good, but like oh, it's it's been a regret. So if you're if you're trying to part ways with Derrick Henry, like what do you? Because obviously you can't just you're not you just gonna give Derrick yeah, Henry away. Yeah, you can't do that. Um, so like, what do you? Who are you targeting with Derrick Henry? Like, what do you think is a value you think you can pull off where you're like, okay. I feel better about this now. I would go after a guy that's like that's really slightly underperforming. I would say go after a guy like Miles Sanders. I still think Miles Sanders in a half point PPR or a PPR format is phenomenal. Let me make that abundantly clear. I think Miles Sanders is still a very good player, and he's shown it. The Eagles' offense is decimated. Go after a guy like Sanders. I think he's a stud. I'm still gonna hold pat on that. Because he looks every bit of the part. It's Wentz in the offense that has looked terrible. The offensive line's hurt. As pieces come back, it's going to get easier for him. He gets six and a half targets a game. He's averaging a little under five yards a carry. The guy looks like every bit of it. And get another piece with that. Get a guy like that. Get another buy low guy. They have like Mike Gesicki or somebody like that towards the end of the table. And like you need somebody, somebody like, or a decent wide receiver. Tyler Boyd, Christian Kirk, like those guys down at the end, I think those are like guys that I would look and I would pair it with. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, if they're trying to get rid of him. Clyde hasn't looked un- uh, unbelievably great, but that's a guy that like some people are a little bit nervous on. They're a rookie. I'm not all too sure. Uh, Jonathan Taylor. Why I did draft him. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor. Like that's another guy, dude. I'm a big Jonathan Taylor fan. He's a league winner, by the way. If you get Jonathan Taylor, he's a he's a league winner. I will stand pat on that too. I think Jonathan Taylor will be a top, I said top 10 running back at some point, maybe like a top 15, but I'm pretty confident on that too. The volume's there, no Marlon Mack, the guy looks great. I I love, those are like three guys I could think of if I was to like do that and get another piece for it because people still think Derrick Henry is like this lord. Um, and I'm, I'm not there. I'm not there. Um, I could be wrong. I could be wrong on that. I try and be ahead of the curve and I'd rather be ahead of the curve than behind it. Um, that's me. That's how I like to play. I make aggressive stands like that. Um, in a lot of my formats. Um, but that's a guy that I, I'm just really concerned about. I I'm gonna see he's gonna you, you have to expect him to get less touches. And I look at his schedule and I was like, ah, they play Buffalo this week, and it's like, oh boy, like you almost have to bench him against Buffalo. Buffalo has not looked good against the run, though. I will say that. That's the only. But that's but that's a team. That's a team that's gonna, I think, can get out ahead of you though. Absolutely. That's a team. That's the environment. 
uh, aspect of it. You're entirely right. I'll, I'm I'm thinking about it. Uh, if he puts up enough, like if he breaks off an 80 yard run and he like gets this thing going, hey, we're we're cooking with gas. Um, so it's good if that happens. But I mean, they're a three and O team, but they played a bad Broncos team, a bad Jaguars team, and a bad Vikings team. Like those are not teams that are inspiring to you. Like. I yeah. what do they have like a collective like do they have a collective one win? Are the wait are the Vikings gonna win right? So they have two. So I don't think the Broncos have a win. Yeah, yeah. The Vikings, the Vikings just beat Te- the Texans. They just they just beat the Texans, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. So, uh, I'd be a little nervous for me personally, but I see that they play the Bills, they play the Texans. The Texans kind of stink. They play the Steelers. That sucks. Play the Bengals. That's nice. Then they play the Bears, the Colts, the tight, uh, the Ravens, uh, back to the Colts, back to the Browns. Then they play the Jags, they play the Lions, and then they play the Pack. So if you survive it through the onslaught in the middle of the year, because that middle of the year sounds brutal to me other than the Bengals. Um, I mean, I have a lot of respect for the Browns front seven. Like I was saying earlier, Miles Garrett looks like a guy that looks every bit of the part of a elite defensive player. So I'm, I'm big into that, man. So I would go, I would rock with it. Um, if I were you. All right. You got any, any other, any other sell highs or guys you're punting on? Oh boy. Um, I said Mixon. I said Derek Henry. I said, Ertz, I said T Y Hilton. I have Gronk in here. Um, yep. I mean, I mean, it goes to, it's not particularly that hot of a take. I mean, it just doesn't look, uh, that great. Um, trying to think of anybody else. Oh, uh, another buy, another buy low guy. Uh, Marquise Brown, I think, is somebody that we need to talk about. Um, Hollywood Brown. Yeah, I, I think that a lot of people are really not. It, it, it stinks because I think a lot of people actually saw the touchdown that he didn't score um, last week against the Browns. Um, and they're like, ah, but I think people are kind of catching on to that i didn't have him initially there um some other guys i have here uh like i said i have jonathan taylor i have james connor um as another guy i really like uh i still i still am a big fan of um i also have justin jefferson on this list too actually um he looks really good all of a sudden and the reason is that now he's getting all the snaps bissy johnson like who the hell is bissy johnson and yeah they 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 stopped making him just a slot receiver thank goodness and now Justin Jefferson's getting all the snaps. I think it's going to be great for them. Um, and like I said, I, I always talk about game script. Um, the Vikings defense is terrible. People don't realize how bad the Vikings defense is. Um, a lot changes year over year. This isn't the Vikings defense that we've seen in the past. Their whole secondary is gone. Um, I, I don't think the team's that great, um, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, I think Justin Jefferson is a guy that you should, uh, if he's he's a free agent, go grab him, be happy with it, stash him for a little bit. You're going to be able to get some value out of him. You're going to be able to play him on a bye week or something like that, and the guy can actually ball. Um, Kirk Cousins isn't that bad uh, for fantasy purposes. I'm streaming him this week. And that's fine. Roll with him, baby. Who are they playing? They're playing, oh, let me pull it up. I remember looking at that matchup thinking, all right, that's a solid matchup. I'm okay with this because this is my uh, Seattle. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. 
I mean, again, it's another shootout game. Like, there's going to be a game. Like, there's a correlation there. Seattle and shootouts. Like, they're going to be all. They're going to be happening all year because their defense isn't that great either. Um, but um, I think they can put up points in a hurry, and I think that that's a guy you can absolutely roll with. The the D line of Seattle isn't that great, so I think those are some guys I would target. Um, I bet there's more uh, if I really thought about it a little bit more. Um, but I'm not like a big, I think there's some guys that out there that are still really sneaky. Um, just pay attention to always. I think the number one indicator to get ahead is snap counts. Always look at snap counts. Always look at what people are doing. Um, just type in like, uh, snap counts. I'm pretty sure it's like fantasy guys or something like that. They have a free snap count. They update it every Wednesday or something like that. Uh, or Tuesday. It's pretty consistent. Take a look at it. Um, it's pretty easy to find out and get a, a little bit sharper on the field. Um, so that that's my that's me. I mean, I try and be a little bit I try and move ahead of people and I hate when ESPN puts out something and I'm just like, God damn, we have them. But if they put out something opposite, I'm like, oh boy, let's cook. Let's cook. Like I want I want the opposite. Like I want to be different from the field. I want to be different from everybody in the league. Yeah, it's easy easier to buy on someone when they're like, Oh, I just read that they, they're not performing. I should get rid of them. And you're like, oh, no, I want yeah. them. They got snaps. Give them yeah. to me. And that's and that's big. I I think those are just some guys off the top of my head, though. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else. Do you have anybody that you want to go over? So, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, this would not be me talking fantasy football if I didn't bring up my, like, rookie running back heartthrob that I'm just stashing and waiting, Antonio Gibson. Love Antonio Gibson. Keep Antonio Gibson. Um, do not give him up. Uh, he's a good player. Um, and I don't know if it's an upgrade with Haskins going out with Kyle Allen. I don't know. I don't know if it's good. I don't know if it's bad. I can't really tell. They're both. I think, I think Allen's better for, if you're a Terry McLaurin owner, I think it's better because Haskins catchable targets were terrible. It was bad. I, I, the catchable targets was very bad. I'm going to disagree with you. On one thing, you okay. talked to me about Washington. You brought up a great point with Terry McLaurin. I thought it was okay with Logan Thomas. That's a guy I go after. Um, Logan Thomas had all the non-catchable targets. Logan LT three. Listen, we've had three iterations of LT in the NFL. Had Lawrence oh, Taylor. I had I had, had I I was like all on Logan Thomas like week two when I was like he's getting eight targets a game at the tight end position. He just hasn't caught some of them. Like, that's a guy that's like big, athletic, is getting targets. Yeah. Like, that's the guy you go after. Like, that is the breakout tight end that you want. Yeah. And then it's like, but what the hell is going on? Like, why is he not catching them? Yeah. And that's something that I would really urge you to look at if Logan Thomas is out there in your leagues. Watch what happens. Go stash him. I'm telling you, just be patient with these guys. You have to be. You, you may miss you might miss him one week and that's fantasy football you might miss a guy one week and you're okay you, sometimes you got to be okay with it saying yes but i have something here for the long term and that's big um there's so many weeks in fantasy football you never know what's going to happen to your team week to week like you had Saquon, like that's really tough but if you picked up like james robinson you're not feeling too bad like there's no difference but there's a big difference between those guys yes but you have good guys like that um, you have guys that are out there like Joshua Kelly that are now that are now big into the mix. Um, you see Jonathan Taylor. You see the Jonathan Taylors, the guys that you drafted in these mid rounds. 
Daryl Henderson at the end of it, which I have no clue what's going on in St. Louis, by the way. I mean, uh, St. Louis with the Rams, by the way. That offense is like so old, bro. When I say something like that, (laughs) dude, Cam, like, like Malcolm Brown, Cam Akers, Darnell Henderson, like you no idea who's gonna get the carries. I know Akers is hurt now, and then uh, Malcolm Brown was hurt a little bit, but he's back, and you just like don't know where that ball's going when they're all there. I never understand with that team because I think Daryl Henderson's so talented. The guy's always consistently produced at every level he's been at. Last year, yes, probably not produced. That's fair because he stunk last year. He looked like uh, he looked pretty bad um, last year. But I would say this year he's looked great. He looked every bit of the, he's looked every bit of the part. He's looked yep. every bit of the part of his second round pick. Malcolm Brown was a seventh round pick. I don't get it. What's up with Daryl Henderson and why they don't play him? Uh, play the damn man. Like like free free Daryl Henderson. Like that's also another guy. Free Daryl Henderson. Let this guy. Let this man run run train. Let him yeah, eat. let him eat. Like, when Cam Akers comes back, all right, we'll have another conversation. But let's let Daryl Henderson run with it. Let this man play. So that's really all I got on yeah. that one. Malcolm, Malcolm Brown's always good for that one sell-high week oh, yeah. with, like, the two tutties in week one. Uh, Malcolm Brown, Malcolm Brown uh, was another guy. I mean, hey, I, I turned him into Hollywood Brown, so I'm not complaining. Wow. That's that's the biggest heist in the century. Congratulations. Like, you've actually done I it. I turned... I turned him. I picked him up before week one because I was list. I like heard someone say like I was listening to. I think it was the fantasy footballers. They were yeah. saying like, don't be shocked if Malcolm Brown goes like two touchdowns week one because he just randomly gets a ton of carries week yep. one because he like knows the offense. And Cam Akers is obviously a rookie. And, like he'll probably get the goal line week one. I was like, all right, you know what? I'll pick him up. Two touchdowns, hundred yards. And I was like, okay, I have Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, Lev Bell, Antonio Gibson uh damian harris on the ir i was like i don't really need malcolm brown turned him into a team that needed a wide receiver because theirs got hurt or into a running back i was like all right i'll take hollywood brown he had a slow week one yeah no i'm, I'm with you I, I guess i just think those are just there's a lot of pieces there though in in la I almost said st louis again in la and uh, I just think with them, it's a little bit tougher to pinpoint. And I think that's how you win a fantasy league, by the way, is making those tough decisions and really getting into the nitty gritty specifics of it um, and really kind of can- carrying yourself to another level that way. So I think that's a way you can easily win it. Um, I'll be honest with you. I-, I think it's just it's tough to pinpoint on a week to week basis. And if you're OK with saying, I have this guy on my bench. I'm not really sure this week and you're okay with saying, Hey, this works. That's fine. But if you're not okay with it, then don't get a backfield where you're going to kick yourself every week and sitting up because fantasy is supposed to be fun. If you're not having fun doing it, like please don't like grab somebody and be like, I'm mad. I didn't play this guy. Like it happens. Like I make, I'm not, I don't, I act like I try and talk like I'm perfect. I'm not perfect at all. I'll be the first one to tell you when I make a mistake and my takes are wrong. Um, oh, I mean, I've made some of the biggest fantasy mistakes. I made the in keeper league. I traded away McCaffrey before last year, and it was like <sighs> it was gut wrenching. Who did you trade him for? Can I ask? Um, I traded him for. I think it was. I think it was a pick because <sighs> I wasn't going to make the playoffs, and I had James Connor, who was my fifteenth round keeper that year, ne- going into the next year. So I was like, I'll keep Connor in the fifteenth instead of McCaffrey in the in the fourth. 
and then he turned into the CMC of last year, and I was like, "This is brutal." Yeah, it's hard. That's hard. I ended up I ended up winning that league the next last year, but it was like, "Wow, I could have had Christian McCaffrey as a fourth round pick, and I yep, yep, didn't yep. have him. I had to claw my way in instead." You blew that one, buddy. <laughs> oh, I I blew that one. I like identified him going into the first like the first year that they were like we're getting North Turner. Norv Turner doesn't like running back at by committee. He is like a bell cow kind of guy. I was like, okay, CMC is a good pickup this year. Convinced somebody to trade them to me as when they were the keeper. And I like made some pick swaps and like traded a third for him when he was a fourth round keeper. Yeah. Had him. He went off. It was great, but he wasn't like the CMC number one running back completely. Yeah. And then was like trade deadline. I went, okay, he's not my keeper. Cause James Connor, the 15th is better. This will work. Yeah. I wish I could give you some more takes. I can't really invent any right now off the top of my head unless you ask me another question. The only one I think I would ask is selfishly. Go, go for DJ it. Chark. Okay. Are you are you so I've got I was I've been like doing I was there I have a, my 14 team league, you know, you got to make moves for that for a league that big. It's tough to like figure out get anybody for sure. free. So I'm like trying to like see where I can make some improvements. I'm like trying to shop and value of a bunch of players. DJ Chark, I was talking to someone. They're like, no way. I want nothing to do with that offense. His matchup, he is t- he's going to be shadowed by great corners for the next like eight games or like a bunch of games. Are you worried about DJ Chark? No. If he's one of your top two wide receivers, no, not at all. I think that they. Uh, I think there's reason for concern, like you're saying. I wouldn't worry about it so much. Um, he was hurt one game, and he looked good against the Bengals. Again, I always say it's the Bengals. I always caveat that because they're just not a good team. I would say hold on to DJ Shark. Um, I would, I would still keep him. Um, I think Jacksonville's going to be down in so many games this year, um, and I'll keep preaching it. And I think the guy's talented. You saw the offense, like, when it was, like, without him on, uh, what was it, Thursday night? Who were they playing on Thursday? They played somebody on Thursday night, and they looked abysmal um, without him. And I think it goes to show you they need him out on the field, and they're going to throw to the kid. So keep him out there. Um, and I think, like, with how, like, the whole season has gone, too, I think that they're going to have to have him and keep him in the offense um they're gonna be like i said they're gonna be down in games and their schedule's kind of nice i mean like they play the texans i have no respect for the texans secondary uh, they play them twice actually very nice the lions i have respect for the chargers the steelers they play that sucks but they play like browns the vikings titans ravens bears colts now it gets tough like there are some tough yeah, games in there. Yeah, it is definitely some tough games at the end. Overall, though, I think the premise still holds. I think you can still hold Pat on him, unless you can get something that you really like. Um, like I have him, I have him ranked lower than most people, though. Like I always say, like I always do the top one fifty. I have him ranked as my wide receiver thirty, um, which doesn't feel good, but I also am like very. I try and be a little bit less optimistic about things. I have him ranked with Justin Jefferson, though, as wide receiver 31. So to give you some transparency there. I also am downplaying it. I'm a DJ, DJ uh, Shark owner, too. Um, keep him. I'm, 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 I'm rolling with him, Joe. So 
I say, I say, do the same thing. I'm gonna, I'm telling you the same thing I'm doing. Hold him. It'll be all right. We'll make it through this. He'll have a couple of big games. He's talented. We've seen it. There's a reason you drafted him that where you did. And yeah. I, I think that the talent's still there. It's not a selfish question. I think it's a really good question, actually, because because he he's he hasn't shown it yet, and he's a talented ball player. Yeah, he's got like the one good game, some injury. You never really know. And I mean, I'm I mean, in my league, I'm I mean, I think I'm all right because I can pivot. I got Deontay Johnson. I've got uh, Hollywood Brown. So I've got some oh, yeah. other other good receivers I can play oh, there. Fine. You're great. You're doing great, sweetie. Keep it up. Oh, that team. That team's zero four. That's fine. It's fine. You have a good wide receivers. You have wide receivers that you can play based on the matchup. So that's fine. You, if you have so many wide receivers, man, you're gonna find it. You're gonna find a couple of good ones at the end of the year too. You never know what's gonna happen next week. Like, so just gotta hang in there. All right. You got any closing thoughts? It's been. It's a long one. I mean, we could probably talk fantasy all night, but I'm gonna. You know me. I I can sit here and talk about this stuff for hour for hours on end. Um. Yeah, we're we're looking at like over an hour and a half. So I want to give you a, let's, let's get some closing thoughts, and we'll have to bring you on for another one. This was yeah, fun. I hope uh, I hope I hope we can get Zach and Miles to say uh, throughout it. But um, yeah, we'll 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 schedule another time. We'll get you up in the studio, and it'll be a grand oh, time. Boy, I'll bring the beers. Um, so closing thoughts. Oh boy. Um, if you ever have any questions about anything related to fantasy. Please reach out to me. I'm very knowledgeable. If you want to play like daily fantasy sports and you like really don't know where to start, um, I'm a pretty good source for that. I play a lot. I've won a couple of DraftKings contests for five figures. Um, I like to play high stakes stuff as well. So, um, I feel like I have a pretty interesting knowledge uh, for most than most people. So. I'm not saying I'm the best player ever because that's not it. I'm always learning. I'm always learning about something. And I want to hear if you think that any of my stuff is wrong. I want you to tell me because I always want to hear what you think because I think there's a lot of different prerogatives in fantasy sports. And I always want to know if what I'm saying is absolutely garbage. And if you think that it is, please let me know. And if you think you're with me, please also let me know. Thanks for telling me I'm actually doing a decent job with everything that I'm saying to you. Um, you could tweet at me at Legend of Dello on uh, any social media. I'm on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and I'm excited for week five. Hopefully there is a week five. I don't know what's going on with COVID, but I will we'll figure it out. Like, we're going to get football, hopefully. Yep. Hopefully. I mean, they got a whole sidebar. They got to get to a bubble, some form of bubble, because yeah. this is this is not going to work. I I have been doing a lot of COVID shit with my job, and I got friends that are dealing with COVID in our jobs, and it's like – we can't be smarter than the NFL right now. Like this doesn't make sense. Like they, they can't be doing this. Like it takes two to five days to show up on a test. You could still pass it. Like, what are we doing? You need to figure it out. Yeah, no. So I'm with you. Um, and I just want to say one other closing thought, especially on a Boston sports cast to kind of get you guys a little bit angry. Speaking of the bubble, <laughs> let's go Lakers. We're closing it out on Friday. Big Lakers fan over here, Oof. and we're tying up the Celtics in ships, by the way, and that's it, and I'm excited for that. I can't wait, and I'm going to be the most obnoxious person, so if you want to wait to follow me, wait until after that happens. I'm not really going to be that obnoxious. If, uh, yeah, if, Z- if Zach was here, he would have he would have said something about how those, like, seven of those are in Minneapolis or something, but... Yeah, but that's fine, like, I don't... You know what? It's a good year. It's a, There's a grind to the bubble that's different. Props to the Lakers. 
Celtics, I think we're going to be good. We got a good roster. They got to develop a little bit more. We'll be fine. But oh boy, I mean, you got to bring me on for some basketball next season. You got to bring. You oh yeah, for some. We'll get you. We'll get yeah. you in. We'll get you into yeah, the studio. Yeah, like I All said. right, that's at Legend of Dello on Twitter and Instagram. Dello, pleasure talking to you. We got to get you on. Soon. All right, dude. Thanks for having me.